What's up, entrepreneurs and business owners? Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast. We are in the studio today with a financial expert. This is like my perfect situation. This is where, I mean, this is my love language. We get to talk about future planning and money and finance and essentially how to live and build your dream life and talk about the things that controls most of our behavior and most of our stress, but nobody wants to talk about <laughs> money and finance and planning and all those things we all deal with, but most everybody avoids. Um, my guest today, she's awesome. There's so many different things we can talk about, but we're going to try to rally around some future planning of your business, your personal side, even get into a little bit about for, for a lot of my age, entrepreneurs and business owners, our parents are starting to retire. There's parents with maybe needs, how the, the financial side of future planning for your parents. It's going to be a super cool conversation. Um, she is with Highland Trust Partners. She's an accredited wealth management advisor. Amy Parrish, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thank you, Chad. I'm so happy to be here. I am pumped to be here. We have never met before today, which shocks me. Yeah, well, I've seen you on the stage at the summit. And, well, putting on your best show ever. I was that. This is a little intimidating to be here one on one. Probably not the best <laughs> thing ever, considering how I'm an accountant on stage. You know, you get what you get. It's but. nice that an accountant has a good personality. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like to have fun, which is a little different from my industry. But there's like you are all over the place. You're involved in so many things in the community. Um, you were out and about. You do marathons. You do. I did. Help. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Me did. too. All right, I'll yeah. that Have in the past. <laughs> uh, I still like trying to get back to doing another one, but I just. I, I don't think know. I've it's given a, up. You're like, man. Nah, <laughs> I that, did the that. relay for the. Oh, you Athens. did. Yeah, I, I Athens can... for all you listeners out there. Athens just had its first yeah. marathon. Um, it's great. Uh, it looked amazing, and the community came out. I think it ended up like 1,200 runners, I, and so it was I epic. Think so too, yeah. It was amazing, and everything was just great. I mean, being a participant and just doing the relay, but everything went so smooth. It was a great experience. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it'll Mm -hmm. that thing will stand the test of time and be here for a long time. And it's perfect. I mean, we're it's Athens. That's right. They needed to have it. it, I can't believe we didn't have one before now. Um, But yeah, so excited to have you here and us get to talk about all sorts of fun stuff um, and just uh, talk about things that can help our audience and really a topic that everybody needs to think about, like future planning and finance, like that impacts everybody's options and decisions down the road. And so many people stick their head in the sand. And honestly, business owners are the worst. I deal with it every day. Um, I mean, it's people get so just hung up in the weeds of their business. Time goes by so fast and you really just give everything to your business without thinking about the future of exit strategy or putting money away or investing and all other things. And so I I see the eras and what's happening right now or has been for the last 20 years with business owners and entrepreneurs. And I think y'all are doing a heck of a job trying to do something different and help people kind of change that. So tell me why you love what you do. Tell us a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis and just tell us a little bit about who you are. All right. Well, what I love about what I do is Everything you just said is helping people plan for the future and think about the the opportunities and the obstacles to those opportunities and how they can overcome the, overcome that. There's so many people that I meet with you know, are high achievers. They have 
they have goals, but they just haven't sat down and really thought about it. And they may have goals for five years, 10 years, business goals, but really don't have concrete goals for all areas of their life. And I like saying, you know, let's let's take time and, and really dig into that and determine what that looks like. Let's paint a picture five years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, however far, you know, even when you're gone, what's the legacy you leave behind? And then let's create steps to make that reality, make that a reality, to make that vision come true. And because of our experience working with other clients and just the knowledge that we have, we can provide solutions to help you accomplish those goals, and then also to plan for any obstacles or pitfalls that may arise that you need to prepare for too. So it's just, you know, I was going back to saying that most clients, you know, have limited goals, but I really like to help them dream bigger. So we go ahead yes. and yeah, meet your, meet, let's meet your goals that you have now. And then what? So we've done this. So now what's possible? Let's think outside the box and and determine, you know, what kind of great things can you can actually do that you may never thought were possible. And that, so do you think people, business owners in particular, I think that yeah. the worst at it, yeah. uh, in my opinion, from what I see it, is do you think they don't write goals down or they don't set goals because they just don't think they're going to achieve them? Or you think it's yeah. they're scared to acknowledge where they're at now? Maybe a little bit of that. I mean, I think, too, that they do, like, they set goals in business. They get maybe so singular focused that they're so enmeshed, enmeshed in their business and, and have to work on it 24-7 that they really don't think of, you know, what's the other side of that or I'll get to that later. But then I think, too, what I've noticed, a little bit of difference in men and women because I think men, when I work with my male clients that own businesses and they've not done business succession planning, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, how could you not do this? But a lot of times they think, well, this business can't survive without me. I am the business. All my identity is tied in the business. I don't think they want to think about what they're going to do when they're no longer in the business either. But they also tend to attach a high value to it because it is them. I mean, they don't think anybody else can run it. But then I see women-owned businesses a lot of times, and they devalue their business. And they're like, oh, this is just a side gig. It's something I do in my spare time. It's, it's not going to you know, work out to be that much. This is just some extra play money. But I want them to think, what if it's not? What if you've created something, something that could help somebody else get a leg up? Let's go ahead and maximize that and see how you can use it to benefit somebody in the future. Absolutely. And I... I 100% agree. It's it's almost that identity with a lot of business owners and males in particular that's they are their business. Mm-hmm. They run everything. They control. They do everything. They work till they die. They don't. Yeah. It's them, and not only that, they're all in their business like 100%, which means they're probably not doing other stuff to build any sort of financial stability or passive income. Right. And then yeah, I agree on the on the female entrepreneur, the women entrepreneurs, and business owner side. It's almost the opposite. It's um, just not. They don't see the value yeah. in what they've built, and 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 oftentimes it's even more valuable than the, right, right, than the exactly. other businesses I see. And so it's yeah, it is super interesting. And I think from a I don't know what why it's like that from a just a common scenario of entrepreneurs and business owners. I know for a lot of us too, it's kind of your baby also. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To You're do. almost rather shut it down than hand it over or delegate it to it something or right. yeah, or not mm-hmm. clients not get served as well. And so there's that fear side. It's I mean, which is why so many small businesses stay small. That you don't want to delegate, you don't want to jeopardize the right. service because you care so freaking much about your clients. Yeah. And so, 
that's hard conversation. If you care so much about your client, because a lot of my business owners do care, care a lot about their clients and their employees. But like, then you need to have a plan in yes. place that takes care of them if something were to happen to you. What, and that's the same <laughs> thing I say. I see a lot of business owners, especially starting out, they just undercharge for their service. Mm-hmm. They're not making enough profit. I mean, they're dropping 8 or 10% profit to the bottom. I'm like, you you won't survive. Like, you can't. Right. Anything happens, you're screwed. But they're like, oh, I don't want to overcharge my customer. They don't, you know, if they pay more, you know, they're not. I'm like, it's, if you're not here in three years, you're not doing them any right, good anyway. Right, like, you're not right. going to survive to keep serving them if you don't that's make right. a profit. Yeah. Either you're going to quit because it's not worth it or something's going to happen and you're not going to have the money. And so it's that, yeah, it's that yeah, same thing. Like, think think about your clients. Think about your employees. Right. Think about people. Not just, it's not selfish to plan for the future. No, not So I can tell you right now, we have a ton of listeners out there right now that are running businesses, um, they're in there every day. They probably have a one or two or a few employees maybe, but it's still kind of their job. Mm-hmm. Not They're not sitting in a CEO position working 15 hours a week. They're working 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah. They have a business that's successful. They're making probably 100, 150 grand, but you know, obviously they've increased their lifestyle with that. Mm-hmm. And they're not currently doing anything future planning. They're not. They're just kind of head down, hope my business grows, hope I make enough money that it figures itself out. Where do they need to start? What needs to happen? Why do you start those tips or conversations or tactics to start figuring this out for somebody? Yeah, what we do is always start with just a personal financial plan. So let's gather all your resources, gather all your goals, and determine where you are. You know, And then, then we get to what do you need from your business to be successful beyond the business? What kind of a financial number do you need from that? And then we can back into that um, or how we're going to get to that number based on whatever their desires are with the business. And it depends. I mean, we always say the earlier, the better. There are so many more options. I tell my 17-year-old son this as he's oh my God. thinking about college. Yes. I'm like, the more you prepare, the more choices you're going to have and the more freedom. Um, the less you do, the more limited your options are going to be. And that's the same thing with this. You know, we, we say the day you start your business is the day you start, should start planning for, le- for leaving it. Because chances are you're going to be, you may be forced out due to illness or death, or you may just want to do something else at some point in time. So why not go ahead and have those plans in place? So if you do want to exit the business, you can, and it's on your terms, and you know that your family and your employees, your clients are going to be taken care of. Um, But, you know, I find it interesting that so many people don't even, you know, in talking about my industry, this was years and years ago, but when people started to go independent in my industry, we all wanted to put our name on our business. You know, yep. it was always, yes. we used to be cross-parish wealth management. Everything was, you know, Smith Wealth Management. And then somebody had the bright idea, well, if you have your name on it, what is the likelihood that somebody else is going to want to take it over or join you? So now, you know, so I think that's something just from day one. Think about your name and how that's going to translate. Don't do what I... What I... <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it works for you. <laughs> I like I'm like, it. dang it. <laughs> You've got a great name. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now you're like, oh, no, it's fine for you. I'm like, yeah, but, we screwed that up. But that was just where we were going. Everybody has a different <laughs> a different intent. And that's why every plan is personalized because everybody's, like you said, some people want to keep their business smaller, sure. but there's still value in that. Um, some people want to grow 
hugely and, and go on to do great things. So that would be a, a different mindset. Um, but we just want people to know that it's important important to start as soon as you can. I like to say start with the end in mind. I mean, that's whether it's for business or personal. Whatever you're in, starting to endeavor, think about how this is going to impact you years from now. So I have a theory that I know the answer to this question, but I could be wrong. When you start that conversation with business owners and you break it down to the personal side and say, what are your personal goals? Right. How many people tell you, I don't know? I feel like that's got to be a tremendous amount. Yeah. Like so many people, I ask that question. I'm like, hey, what are you, what do we need to be? What what Mm -hmm. are your plans? What's your 20-year plan? People don't, that it scares them. Right, yeah. So how how do people, how do you help get that out of people? How do Just, we have tools, we have worksheets, we have questionnaires, we have conversations. Really, it's just all through conversation. Me just trying to open them up and listen to them and gathering information about what's true, what they value most. And then, you know, working that into a plan, working that into a goal, because they they typically do have priorities, values, mm-hmm. aspirations. Oh, priorities. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I think they okay. have aspirations for the future. They just haven't set them down as like in I would 20 years this. from now, I yeah. want to live at X and my, I need X, X amount in income every year. They don't typically know that. But even with the young people that I work with that are in their 30s, and you know, I tell them like, we're going to plan, you know, for your retirement. That's 40 years from now, but we're going to set a goal now that it's going to change because you don't know when you're 32 what retirement's going to look like. But let's go ahead and have some sort of line in the sand that we're shooting towards that we can tweak as we need to as time goes along. I love that. And just one thing to point out, you all are an independent firm, which means you do like fee-based consulting right. and you do things you don't you don't have to invest for people they don't right. have to have a certain amount of money or they don't have to right. move stuff with you y'all no. y'all offer services for consulting and management and helping yes. people figure this stuff out yeah we don't a, yeah we don't have to have investments to manage to that get is paid awesome. so, yeah. so you can truly get an unbiased like professional experienced like consultant financial counselor like all the things yeah. Yeah. to help like <laughs> Figure this stuff out and guide. And then uh, I'm sure y'all are awesome at putting that those things to work. And And if people want to implement with us at the end of the plan, they can, but you don't have to. You can take it and and go do with it whatever you will. Um, But it's not like a big, you know, back when I first started in this, used to produce a big notebook that was the actual financial plan and we would hand it off. Those days are gone. <laughs> now it's all software, and, and we model things out for you. And I can give you some handouts, but I, you know, I'm like, these are really going to be dated the day you leave here. This is a fluid plan that we're going to constantly be tweaking and making changes to. I mean, we're going to have some guidestones that stay the same, or some solutions that are in place for the long term. But um, the the goals and everything can be very, very fluid and change as they need to. Love it. All right. Let's say you figure out the personal side. Right. I want to live at the beach in 15 years. I need 250 grand a year yeah. in passive income. And I'm on track right now to probably be able to accomplish that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to work forever. My business is not the most sustainable thing in the world. How does that translate over into the business future planning of do you do you hire people? Do you come up with a, an exit strategy to sell? Do you start putting systems in? What do you start guiding people? Like, once you know where they want to be personally, right. how do you start bringing their business into that conversation? Well, then we'll do 
kind of a, a evaluation of their business with some yeah. key metrics, uh-huh. which you probably do too. Um, and we always want to work with their other professionals, their accountants. It was very important for us to have a good relationship with our other professionals and, and quarterback with them to really understand the needs of the business and the client. But we will do, you know, key, look at key metrics and see where they stack up based on other peers in their industry and then kind of determine what direction do they want to go? Do do they want to just be done with it? Do they have a family member they might want to sell to? Do they want to sell to their employees? You know, what what are they thinking about and trying to work out a solution that is ideal for them? What's the most common answer? What do people most typically want to do? Most of them want to sell or, or want to pass it on to a family member or a okay. key employee, but most don't. Really? I, Interesting. Is that because the employee or the family member doesn't want it or can't run it or just not built like that? Or is it both? Yeah. Okay. All, right. <laughs> All yeah. those, yeah, yeah, that that person can't. Because it's really, a spe- it's a special, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I, I say trait, it could be a curse. I don't, being an entrepreneur and business owner is a, it takes a special person yeah. to be willing to do the things that have to be done to make the sacrifices to, I just say show up and get kicked in the teeth every yeah. day and, and come back and the next most day over all over. businesses like yours have specialties that you have to have yeah. special training in. Sure. So, you know, that person may not have an, any interest in yeah. that area that they thought was going to take yeah. it over. Maybe they just like being the you know office manager or some aspect of it, but not you know, running the whole thing on a full-time basis. So, some of them don't want that. They've seen their yeah, they're like, their I don't parent. want my parents' life. Right. I don't want that. Right. Yeah, that's like, I don't want to be that. Yeah, that, yeah. that looks terrible. I, so, all right, so most business owners want to pass it on to a key employee or a family member, but y'all are probably pretty quick at saying, hey, just a heads up, that's not what usually right. happens. It, it does work. Sometimes, Sometimes it does work. Sometimes, yeah, it's not what usually <laughs> happens or not usually the most successful approach. Um so what is their steps to kind of mitigate that and, and start looking at other yeah, stuff? Then just, you know, well, we would first say, you know, who have you identified as that person? And, and how if and if there is a person and then they're far enough, far enough away and we've given, gotten enough time to plan for it, there are steps you can take to get that person up to speed and make sure they are, you know, put them in the right role. And so what we say is let's create that job description that would be the successor. Don't necessarily – name the person, just the individual, but let's create a job description so anybody could fill that job description and become a successor if that's what you're trying to oh, that's yeah. what you're trying to create in your business. But that you've got to have time to do that. I mean, I'm working with somebody now that's in his late I mean his early seventies and he's decided he wants to leave next year. <sighs> and he, he would prefer that approach. I'm like, there's no time for that. You don't you have not identified anyone. And so he's probably gonna to have to sell to a third party and, I mean, he cares – his employees are like family members to him, and he cares deeply about them. But he needs a certain number to exit the business, and because he's waited to the last minute, that's the only option for him. Yeah. And, again, it comes back – God, this is what I want everybody out there listening to understand. It comes down to options. Yeah. If you have options, you have control. Mm-hmm. You can make – very smart strategic decision. This is all about getting ahead of the game and creating options. Yeah, and keeping Whether, the ball in your court. Yeah, instead of just as people, we love options. Your customers, they want options. Mm-hmm. You selling your business or, or passing it, you want options. And if you prepare yourself financially, you have options. And I yeah. think that's the whole part that people miss is it's not – it's just setting yourself up to be – 
in a place where you have control and can make decisions right. that are right for you, not having to do something, not yeah. having only having one choice. And, and being, don't and don't think you have to do it on your own. You know, use your yeah, professionals. That's true. why you know you have attorneys, accountants, financial planners. Let them guide you down that path, helping you come up with different options. But ultimately, I mean, that's what I say. It's like I can give you all the solutions in the world, but you've got to determine what means the most to you and what is most important to you. And that's what we're going to ultimately work for. I can give you lots of different options, but I'll, you will need to pick the one that satisfies your needs. Yeah. I um, I see a lot. It scares me right now what I see with business owners, entrepreneurs. I mean, honestly, just people in general. I feel like, I feel like our parents, that generation, um, there's, there's a lot of like government employees and teacher retirement, and pensions. Right. I mean, pensions are awesome. Oh, There's right. so many people, 65, 70, 75, 80, that have pensions in place. And you throw a pension with Social Security and Medicare. You throw some sort of government retirement with Social Security and Medicare. Like, they're in an awesome place. Mm-hmm. But yep. pensions are gone. Like, our our generation, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Right. And people just aren't planning for the – it, like, scares me to death because – I mean, Social Security is nothing. Like in no. the grand scheme of living expenses and everything yeah, I mean, else going on. And a lot on, of my clients, like we factor it in, but a lot of them will say, I don't want to count on it, especially yeah. if they're considerably sure. young. They're like, let's. And, I, and I'm not for the business owner. I'm not a huge fan of like the traditional retirement vehicles because most business owners are at such a low tax rate and we're at the best tax position we've ever had as right. entrepreneurs and business owners right now. I'm not saying everybody should go open 401ks or go the – but everybody should be investing in something for future, for retirement, to have options. And right. God, I feel like that – I mean, it, when I see stuff right now, people in their 30s, 40s, even 50s, like as business owners, they don't have investment accounts. Mm-mm. They don't have anything. They don't have retirement yeah. accounts. They don't have anything. And I'm like, well, we got to change this because yeah. this is going to be a mess in 20 years. Right. You need some – even because I tell my – clients that have all their money tied up in real estate. I'm like, I'm not going to discourage you from that because obviously you know real estate and you've done very well with it, but let's balance that. There's Mm -hmm. probably some balance needed and some other liquid assets that you could get to in the event that you need them. Or, you know, what is the plan if your wife doesn't want to manage all those properties or your kids don't want to manage all those properties? Let's have a plan in place that addresses those issues. Yeah. And that's, I got a client right now. um, He's in his eighties. And he's, I say dumping, he's not dumping, he's making a pile of money, but he's selling off all his real estate. Yeah. He went really real estate heavy, but it's because his daughters, they're in different states. They don't yeah. want to manage this stuff. They don't yeah. want to get this, deal with this stuff. And and a lot of people don't realize, like I met with the guy the other day, I was going to plan for him and he does all the work himself, all the property management. He's yeah. a handyman, so he does all <laughs> that. And he's like, it, it would cost somebody else a lot of money. I was like, yeah, if we factor in the cost that you're absorbing, you're probably not making as much as you or you're not making as much as somebody else would on those properties. Yeah. I, I love how your industry uses buckets and like, yeah. I'm like, you got to have different buckets. Like yeah. I, I have my business <laughs> I bucket. I have my real estate bucket. I have my investment, like market bucket or, yeah. or investment bucket of whatever it may be, CDs or money markets or stock market or mutual funds or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and there are going back to your comment about pensions too, though, cause I did just do some work with a veterinarian that sold his practice uh-huh. And we, he's fairly conservative, so we were. There are some, some solutions out there that where we could create a pension for him. I said, "This is essentially we're creating a pension that you couldn't have because you were a self-employed business owner." Um, but 
it's a little bit more conservative, but it's, it makes him sleep at night because he's got a guaranteed amount of income sure. coming in for life for he and his wife. Which is super smart. And that's Espe- just one portion yeah. of yeah. Especially what? from an exit. If you have a big exit, like, yeah. absolutely. I, 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 I see this over and over. I, you probably, I know you see this in your own. I tell people all the time, listen, it's, it's easier to make money than to keep money. People yeah. screw it up after right. they make it right. way more. Than it happens way more than it should. But when I see business owners have a big exit, having some money, putting some money in an annuity or something that creates that pension aspect mm-hmm. is huge because I see a lot of times they go into another business or try to start something else right. and they think they know all yeah. the shortcuts and it doesn't. Yeah, right. You have to be careful. You will lose everything you spent 20 years working, <laughs> working for in the work. business you sold. So right. take some of that money, dump it somewhere that you protects you, and then you play safe. with the other That's stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So Makes I love sense. that. Now, there is something. You've done a webinar. Um, we both know Amy Whipple. You've done a lot with yeah. Amy. Um, She's great. Speaker with her and done some different things on webinar. Um Amy talked about, you know, future planning for parents. And I think that's something, boy, that that perked my ears up because I think for my age, we're all in like goal setting and planning for us as exit strategy and what life looks like in 20 years. But we have parents out there and they're getting to the age where there's all sorts of things that start to come into play, care, financially, housing, like what do we need to know around that and what needs what needs to be planned for what needs to be done what conversations need to be had cuz that that's the part for me at my age right now I'm like Jesus we I, mean, I got we got like between my wife and I we got like six parents we got <laughs> three sets of parents I'm like <laughs> that's a lot of conversations there's a lot going on here that we don't think about and kind of like don't want to think <laughs> about and like ignore and like oh yeah. that's fine but at some point that's you need to yeah, yeah. So what in the world do we need to be thinking about or asking or doing to yeah. help, you know, plan for that? Well, just like everything else in planning, the better prepared you are, the easier it's going to be on everybody. <laughs> I mean, Fair enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no people, th- this is a big issue where people want to bury their head in the sand because you don't want to think about that time when you're having to care for your parents or they're just not able to do it for themselves because they've always been there for you. I barely and, care and for myself right now. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I think it starts simply just, you know, by trying to introduce the conversation and just, you know, having a conversation, just making it not non-threatening just to understand their wishes. You know, what would you like to have happen? You know, do you want to stay at home if, you know, if you weren't able to care for yourself? If, if that wasn't an option, you know, what kind of facility would you be interested in? Um, don't try to make it too overwhelming. What we say is, you know, take it in little chunks. Don't try to get everything out at once and then pre- prepare for those conversations. So know in advance who's going to be in the room because you don't like sneak attack this thing <laughs> right or and don't you know there might be certain families that need to be involved family members that need to be present and certain family members that maybe don't maybe you know you need to have a one-on-one conversation first and then bring a sibling in or bring a spouse in um, but just really think through what it is you're trying to accomplish and really i think all you want to know is what their wishes are and then you do need to know something about their financial situation how prepared they are do they have long-term care insurance um do they feel comfortable that their assets are going to be enough to take care of them? Maybe share just some information on what that costs. You know, you could use examples of you had a friend and their parent needed this or, um, you know, unfortunately, my sister just went through the situation and they really hadn't had conversations. And the mother had some dementia and just was refusing to leave the house. And so all of a sudden 
he, her husband had to fly to California and they had to make all these decisions at once, painful Under decisions. emotional, stressful right, time. Right. Again, crisis and no options. You yeah. were forced to do stuff yeah. in them. And it was just hard on state. them all. Ooh. Yeah, had though, you know, he at least talked to his dad before and kind of got the lay of the land and understood he could have just been a lot more supportive and been there throughout the whole process and and really um, been more, just been a lot more help to his dad than he was able to be. Listen, I'm going to be honest here. I, I mean, I am a planner. I love yeah. planning. <laughs> I love talking about the future. I love, I'm a financial guy. I'm a numbers guy. I love I talking imagine. about money and how much money it's going to take to do stuff. But this scares the crowd. Yeah. Like, I'm over here thinking – I hope my brother's got that. Like, I think my brother's probably talked about my, my oh, that's my brother. He'll handle it. Like, I don't want to have those conversations. I don't. Well, and an easy way like, to start out is just, you know, hey, where are your estate planning documents? You know, <laughs> surely y'all have a will. Where, where, where do you yeah. keep that? You know, something harmless. But then, you know, one thing that we do is let somebody else facilitate that. If you're, if you're somebody that's not comfortable having those conversations, let mm-hmm. somebody else facilitate it. You know, maybe they're, they have an advisor that would welcome in the family to have a family meeting. We do that with our, our clients. I'm like, I, I want to get to know your kids. Eventually, I will be working with them or having to talk to them. I want them to, to know who I am and trust me. So let's have a family meeting and then I can facilitate having those conversations. That's awesome. And this, I mean, the need is there and it scares me not to have it, but I don't know why that feels so like, oh. Yeah. Well, it is. And it's easy to get sidetracked too. When you go, like if you, if you've started out and then you feel like it's not going to, oh, well, let's talk about something. Yeah. Yeah. That is. That that (laughs) first little stab didn't go so well. (laughs) But also too, I don't want to email over like a A two page agenda. I'm going to come over tomorrow. We're going to cover all this. I'm like, there's a balance here. You got to figure out. Yeah. Good Lord. I don't know. Maybe there's some drinks involved or something, losing things <laughs> Whatever up. works for your family. Yeah. All families are different is what I've learned. So so just to recap, I mean, really for every single listener out there, no matter the age, no matter the stage you're at, you need to be thinking about personal planning and what you want. And if you you got to figure out what you want and then back into the steps right. of, like, how do you get, get there, there and what the options are. And how do you create if you don't have options or not? How do you create those? And mm-hmm. let's let's build the runway. You got to you got to build that out. Or again, things just don't fall into our lap. Things just aren't going to happen in some fantastic fashion if we don't plan it and be strategic right. about it. I don't well, and you think about. I mean, our primary job is helping clients through transitions, life tra- mm-hmm. transitions, and most all of them involve money yeah. in some way. Yeah. I mean. Sending your kids to college, getting married, changing jobs, retiring, they all involve money. So all we do is help you plan for those transitions in advance so that you can be prepared because it's not going to go according to plan. Life yeah, never does. Uh, <laughs> or mine just doesn't like business, anyway. I right. agree. That's <laughs> but at least, like you said, we have that runway in place. And then we can make just small adjustments instead of having to just throw our hands in the air and say, okay, what now? You know, Our whole yeah. life plan has blown up. What are we going to do now? But instead, we've got the base. The base is covered and can just grow from there. I love it. And and uh, this is a fun podcast. We love to talk about business and have fun. But it, <laughs> it, it the non-fun thing is we're all getting older yep. and we're all going to die at some point. Right. And you've got to plan for both. Yep. And and then when it comes to the business, I, my business partner, Josh, he, he told me this over and over and over and over for years. And I love this. And he's like, hey, there's only three things happen to your business. You either shut it down give it away or sell it. Like that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So you got to be thinking about exit strategy. Like 
that is your own your business. That's it. Yeah. That's your only choices. So you need to have that future planning to decide what you want to do with your business, yeah. which one of those options. Or maybe, guess what? You do a bit of planning, you have all three of those options exactly. and you do what the heck you want. Right. And you make enough yeah. money from it and you build systems mm-hmm. and you, you sell it, you pass it on to somebody to, to thrive with, with the business and so they can build their personal yeah, and financial goals. Yeah, you've been a blessing to other and that yeah. business continues to be your legacy for who knows yeah. how long. And then the family side, it's more than just your little immediate family. There's parents for some of you, there's kids. You, if your kids are not having those conversations with you, maybe you need to have it with your kids. If you're not having those conversations with your parents, you probably need to do that. And I think this is a huge wake-up call for all of us to say, you know what? Time goes by really freaking fast. Yeah. And it's a crazy world of we've all seen crazy things happen with COVID and all the other stuff, yeah. with businesses up and down, people's health up and down. And you just never know. And so we got to stop putting these things off. we got to get our head out of the sand. And yeah. And I start because I mean because there's good news if, if you plan yeah I mean because we have more options too now for advanced care and and living in retirement than we ever did so let's plan for True. the best absolutely yeah. and I'll tell you something that excites me but really scares the hell out of me too <laughs> at our age right now I'm a, next month I turn forty four oh, um, I mean everything I'm reading understanding and I'm trying really hard to eat healthy and take good care of myself and. I just had an eight month. I got had a. I got an eight month old baby. So oh my, gosh, yeah, you'll stay oh, in forever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta. So I'm trying to like look at the long, how to like extend this thing here. I got a lot going on uh, at some later years than most folks. But I mean, everything. If good. there's so much technology and so much changing right now, and I think living to a hundred for my generation yeah, is like. Not out of the- I mean, I think that's rea- If you take care of yourself, and for most people. With what's changing in healthcare and technology and and the way things, life expectancy. Yeah, I mean we're a hundred, maybe hundred and ten. Who knows what may happen? Which financially, like that's super exciting, but financially, people aren't prepared to make it ten years right now. Yeah, um, and and continue their lifestyle when they don't have income. So you start thinking about, I'm gonna stop working when I'm sixty five, but I'm gonna live to a hundred (laughs) and five. Like, how the hell am I going to afford 40 years of a job? Like, that's insane. You can't go in CDs. A lot of people <laughs> yes. think yes. when they retire, Two, I'm going to be conservative. 2% is not going to do it. And guess what? Do you think we just had inflation now? Spread that out over 40 years. Like, it's going to cost like $200 when I'm 100. Like, you got to, like, plan for this thing. Yeah. Um, and that, that, though, is what gives me joy is and that's a large part of my business is helping people find peace of mind to sleep at night to know they're not going to run out of money <laughs> yes. i mean that's a large part of what i do yeah. is helping you realize you're going to be okay and then the software just you know, like years when i first started the software would kill people off at 80 <laughs> and i would always extend it out <laughs> I, I, said, like, oh, no. I don't want you to come into my office when you're 80 because i had a client that was 103 was like, and i'll be like okay you were not supposed to still be here <laughs> it's like so, well yeah. good news i'm alive bad news is i'm living under a bridge <laughs> no, so we're gonna carry it on now far into the future and make sure you're okay <laughs> i love it that's awesome this has been like amazing and i think this is a most people are not going to hear this stuff because they just choose to you know keep their head in the sand. But I think this is one of the going to be the most listened to and most impactful podcast well, we've I had in a long time. People take away that it can't. We want it to be fun, and yeah. it's just about exploring their possibilities. It's not about nailing down anything 
you're not going to tell people to go home and eat ramen and cut coupons (laughs) and stuff so you can pay for health care and live a little longer. Depending on where you are in age and stage, there may be sacrifices, but you choose what what you want to do for the future. I love it. Well, as we wrap up, the podcast, uh, you and I talked a little bit about this and when we when we started. We always end this with the Max Out Moment with the Stronger Business Podcast. The Max Out Moment is if you could leave our audience with one takeaway, one tactic, one tip, something to go out and do this weekend, um, whatever you want it to be. It's Amy's Max Out Moment for this episode. And if they don't remember anything else, what's something you would leave them with okay. right now? Well, I just heard this recently, and it struck me because it was right when I was doing a talk on business succession planning, too. So it, it was this that said, in 1890, Vincent Van Gogh died completely broke, convinced he was an utter failure. In 2017, one of his paintings sold for more than $81 million. So it just makes me think, what if he had done planning? You know, I'm already, being an artist yes. is different, and your value may not be realized. But I think there are people that have businesses that are more valuable than they realize, and they're just not putting the planning into it that they can to realize all that they could from that it. That is awesome. I love that. That's really cool and really kind of puts things in perspective of value and thinking about things and, again, harnessing things while you're alive. Yeah, and planning create, while create you're a alive. legacy. Yes. Because have a great business while you're alive and then – have it sell for $81 million when you're gone. <laughs> I love it. This has been awesome. Where do people find you at? How do they connect? How do they catch up with you? How do they book for sessions? Yeah, you can go to our website, highlandtrustpartners.com, or my email is amy.parish at highlandtrustpartners.com. Love it. Well, this has been amazing. It's been super fun, super educational. I have enjoyed it. I have learned a lot. It has challenged me that I need to go have some conversations as well. Uh, For those of you out there, go out this weekend and get stronger. We will see you next week.